This is the recap, a review of the day's news in the Tri-States area for Tuesday, December 12, 2023. With Tri-States Public Radio News, I'm Mike Murray. Galesburg's new city manager is now on the job. Tri-States Public Radio's Jane Carlson reports. Eric Hansen started at City Hall on Monday, replacing interim city manager John Schloff. Hansen comes to Galesburg from the town of Normal, where he had served as assistant city manager since 2019. Hansen has strong ties to Western Illinois. He is a graduate of Cambridge High School and Monmouth College and previously worked in economic development in Galesburg. Prior to Normal, Hansen served in city administration in Baldwin, Missouri, Indianola, Iowa, and Monmouth and he's worked on over a billion dollars in economic development projects and over $100 million in capital improvements for the cities he has served. A welcome reception for Hansen is planned for 5 to 7 on the evening of December 20th at City Hall. Hansen will be paid $185,000 a year. I'm Jane Carlson. The head of Bradley University has finalized his plans for cutting programs. President Stephen Standiford told faculty and students on Monday that the university will move forward with phasing out or scaling back most of the programs he initially identified for cuts last month. However, manufacturing, engineering technology, and public health education are now set to continue. Bradley's Faculty Association says they consider the cuts to be a violation of their contracts. They've retained an attorney and are raising money for anticipated legal costs. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker says a dozen more electric vehicle business plants are in the pipeline for the state. Pritzker is giving credit to the General Assembly for approving the creation of closing funds and other incentives. These kinds of incentives really are effective and they really just to be clear to everybody, it's not like we need to do something that other states you know, don't need to do. We're just becoming competitive for the first time with other states. Pritzker says he wants Illinois to be the best in the nation in electric vehicle production, but he does not want to spend taxpayer dollars attracting companies if the state doesn't need to do that to be competitive. He says so far EV businesses have invested $8 billion in the state and created 10,000 jobs. Adam Schaefer has been appointed Burlington's new police chief. Schaefer has worked for the department for more than 30 years and most recently was major of operations. Former chief Mark Denny stepped down in October but did not give a reason for his resignation. Schaefer says he is committed to maintaining public trust and partnering with the community to keep Burlington safe. Western Illinois University looked to the other side of the state in hiring its new head football coach. Joe Davis had been at Eastern Illinois University, where he was the offensive coordinator. He also coached the team's quarterbacks. This past season, Eastern's offense ranked third in the Big South-Ohio Valley Alliance, which is the conference Western will join next fall. Davis is the 32nd head coach in the 120-year history of WIU football. He replaces Myers Hendrickson, who was fired after two consecutive winless seasons. Recent data released from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention show the national suicide rate last year was the highest it's been for decades. Iowa Public Radio's Natalie Krebs reports. A recent CDC report with provisional data shows nearly 50,000 Americans died by suicide in 2022. That's a 3% increase from the previous year and the highest rate since the 1940s. 
Jonathan Platt is an assistant professor of epidemiology at the University of Iowa. He says suicide rates have been steadily increasing nationally since the beginning of this century, and one reason may be due to the availability of firearms in the U.S. It's very, very common for individuals to make pretty impulsive decisions, and when there's a gun that's available to them, that impulsive decision um, has, has a much higher likelihood of being a fatal decision. According to the CDC, 549 Iowans died by suicide in 2021. I'm Natalie Krebs, IPR News. The University of Iowa is ending a merit-based scholarship for incoming first-year students from historically underrepresented populations. The university says the change is a response to the U.S. Supreme Court's June ruling striking down affirmative action in college admissions. The Advantage Iowa Scholarship once helped African-American, Hispanic, Native American, Pacific Islander, and multiracial students to pay to attend the University of Iowa. Consideration was automatic on admission. The university is now changing the scholarship's criteria to need-based awards for all students. In today's feature, data can save lives, and it can reduce health disparities. That's according to the head of the U.S. Census Bureau, who addressed a conference in central Illinois recently. Census Bureau Director Robert Santos spoke at the statewide 2023 Minority Health Conference about how the census has tools available for research and the public. Santos spoke to Illinois Public Radio's Melissa Ellen after his keynote address. What I did in the first half was talk about the value of bringing one's whole self to the table in terms of creating more environments to get new insights. So we're talking about bringing your values, your culture, your life experience, as well as your technical training to bear on research and research questions. And when you do that, you end up creating unique perspectives that are yours alone and that can add insight that otherwise would not have been attained. What have we been getting wrong? How do we fix the way that we are framing our health research? Well, the way I like to look at it is that there is no wrong and right. There is always better and more insightful. That means that in addition to the typical things that are being taught by professors and researchers to students, about how to approach particular social problems with analytic data, you allow time for people to reflect using their culture, their values, their life experiences, because that can end up creating a different set of more relevant questions to be asked and a different way of looking at the information collected and the inferences, the insights that you gain to add value. And with this conference, the Minority Health Conference, obviously a focus is on health equity, on racial equity. So if you can speak to that issue at all and how that plays in here, and I'm sure the census as well, how that plays into it. The issue of equity would not really it will always exist. However, you can't 
define it unless you have the data to show, unless you have the evidence base. And what uh, I did today at this conference was uh, offer several different census data products that can be used to help elucidate, identify, and then characterize inequities that exist in our society, whether they be racial or gender or or whatever. Can you provide at all an example of one of those inequities and in what we see today? Certainly. There, there are inequities that our census data can show in terms of people's vulnerability to natural disasters. We have a tool called the Community Resilience Estimates that shows risk factors associated with different communities and neighborhoods within communities at the census tract level. And one can pretty easily find that communities that historically are communities of color also tend to be have the higher levels of risk factors associated with them in terms of poverty, availability of a vehicle, broadband access, health insurance access, uh, unemployment, and so forth. And that means that those communities with higher levels of those risk factors that tend to be communities of color would have a harder time reacting to a, a flood or a natural disaster like a wildfire or uh, a snowstorm or tornado, those types of things. That was Robert Santos, who is the director of the U.S. Census Bureau. He spoke with Illinois Public Radio's Melissa Ellen. In the weather for our listening area for today, it should be sunny with a high in the upper 30s and northwesterly winds at 5 to 10 miles an hour. For tonight, increasingly cloudy skies with a low in the upper 20s and northwest winds around 5 miles an hour. For TSPR News, I'm Mike Murray. Tri-State's Public Radio is part of the NPR Network.